0: two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, coming in hot, hot, hot. Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Welcome to this episode of I date money coming at you with another special guest. We have the beautiful Danielle Matthews, who has an amazing story at the age of 23. Danielle was hit by a drunk driver and sustained a life altering injury to her brain. The medical world said there was no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although her body was physically impaired. Her spirit was strong, and she refused to believe their diagnosis. Her mind was determined to recover, and she did. She is a testament to the concept of post-traumatic growth and has since built an international business leading an organization that did $2.2 million in sales last year, authored an e-book called Mind Control. It's all in your head and shares her life-altering experience with countless people around the globe. Thank you so much, Danielle, for sharing your time with us today. Uh, Your story is super powerful, and uh, what an experience at at 23. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, Lisa, it's it's so interesting because I think, you know, when you're 23 years old, you're fresh out of college, like the world's in front of you. You're trying to figure out life and figure out what to do and what it all means. And, you know, loving the independence. And uh, I was all those things, you know, I had graduated from a top university. I went to University of Virginia. I had done Teach for America right out of school. So I was living out in Colorado. That's where I was placed. I was snowboarding on the weekends. I was teaching during the week. It was like the dream, uh, my dream. And I came to a crashing halt, uh, because this guy was driving drunk and, um, passed out behind the wheel, hit my car. And, you know, it's just wild how in an instant, everything can change in life. And it's, you know, you see it in movies or you hear stories about it, but for it to happen in your world, in my world, it's, uh, I mean, it's like it took so much, like my identity had been so involved in who I was in the world, how I could show up, you know, who Danielle was at work as a friend, you know, she's the snowboarder, she's the achiever, she's the blah, blah, blah. And for all of that to be taken away, and then my ability to work to be taken away and my ability to earn to be taken away, it just, it was a a wild journey. (laughs) A lot of mental, emotional, physical healing and, and spiritual healing, as well as financial healing that had to come through that.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I can imagine what, how long did it take you to recover? You
1: know, I, uh, I initially went on like a medical leave from work for about six weeks and thought like the the athlete in me was right. Yeah. You know, push through this injury. Like we'll get back. It'll be fine. And it was just not fine. Um, the Western world, like my neurologist had said to me, it should clear up in maybe a month. Um, when it didn't, he said maybe three months, And so during that time, though, he didn't give me anything to do. He said, like, there's really nothing that can be done, like just rest and we'll see. And my mom, fortunately, she had owned a yoga studio. And because of that, she'd really gotten to know like the local wellness community, more alternative things. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to throw so much at it um, in that realm from hyperbaric oxygen treatments, neurobiofeedback, craniosacral work. We changed my diet completely supplementation. I mean, we did so much. And yet, um, I just wasn't like, nothing was moving the needle. Um, I ended up, you know, attempting to go back to work after that medical leave, but it was so clear. Like I couldn't remember that I had written a to-do list. I couldn't remember the name of the kid that I'm talking to. Like, it was just, there was no way I could. Plus I was having panic attacks when I was driving, um, because I was just, I had PTSD around something happening out of nowhere. And ultimately, you know, my work said, Danielle, we love you. And when, when you're healthy, you will always have a job here, but, um, you know, we need to get someone in front of these kids that can teach. And, um, you know, I was let go. So for the first time in my life, like I didn't have an income coming in. Like I I started working from the moment I was allowed to work. (laughs) Uh, you know, I bought my first car. Like my dad taught me how to save. He always said like, you know, Danielle, for every five cents you make, save a penny. And so I have always just like, ever since if I got gifted money at Christmas or something like that, like I always just 20% came off the top. Like it just never made it to me. I never thought about it and I'd always saved. So I had money to buy a car, you know, had money to do things in college. I worked through all of that. And it was the first time in my life, like the income stopped coming in and like to be not independent, you know, at the age of 23, having to move back in with your parents, like Thank goodness I was in a position where they could help, you know. But uh, mentally, it's just it's demoralizing on so many levels to not be able to have that financial stability, security, and then for me to know, like, well, it's never secure. Like every job I'd ever been taught how to have required my time, and I just I would have panic attacks thinking about what am I ever going to be able to do because if my health doesn't get better and I'm never able to work again. How will I ever be able to earn? How will I ever get independence again? And um, you know, it was it was a wild journey that first year. Um, a year out, I was told it was my new normal. Doctors actually told me I would do no further healing and do accept my life as it was. And I just something in me refused. I just said, there's no way, like you're fired and I'm gonna find an answer. <laughs> year went by. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, the answer actually to my physical stuff came through a, a biotech company that has a technology called Redox signaling. And um, I was really skeptical about it initially, but started using it and it, it changed my world. Um, so that was, I mean, phenomenal for me to start to be able to get my health back when I was told I never would.
0: Yeah. And that's a, that's an incredible journey and utilizing all those tools and exploring and you know, not giving up that hope. So when you found out that you lost your job, what did you do with that time, and how did you get back into earning an income?
1: <laughs> yeah, what a process that was. So, um, you know, for a couple of years, it was there was no income. Like I was living at home, I couldn't do anything. Like I, um, I could maybe have like a bandwidth for like twenty minutes of concentration, and then I'd just be so completely overwhelmed. I'd need to nap. And so I couldn't even get like a part-time something because I couldn't handle X number of hours in a row. Um, I remember a friend of my mom's was writing a book and her name's is Kamini Desai, incredible book about yoga nidra, about guided meditation. And she needed to cite research. And my mom was like, Danielle can do it. Like she could do 20 minutes a day. Like she can pull the research, you know? So that was like the first like little bit of earning, right. That I, that I had. And the woman she said to me, Comedy said, I have a year to write this book, Danielle, you know, so I, you have a year to do this assignment. So I literally just 20 minutes like here and there as I could. Um, and it was really frustrating because I've always been a, a high achiever. You know, I took a full course load at school. I would work. I like just, I've always been doing in the world. So it's very difficult for me to just be um, when I got my health back. So much had changed for me in those two years because it was such a reflective time because I couldn't be doing, I had to just be with myself. And I was contemplating a lot, learning a lot about the workings of my own mind and my emotions. And when I got to the point where I realized, wow, my health is restoring and I will be able to go out into the world again, what do I want to do? And, you know, there were a couple of things that I kept saying to my family. I said, look, I can't unknow that tomorrow is not guaranteed. So Whatever I do needs to have purpose because I want to love it and I want to help the world. And second thing I said, I do not want to go back to a situation where I have to put in time to earn money. And this was very perplexing for me because my entire life I had been taught, you know, how to get a good job. Like I went to a good school that taught me how to get a good employer, you know, so I could be a good employee. That's what I learned. And and I'm like, I don't know how this works, but like, there's got to be a way. And uh, I also said, I want a flexibility because I saw the power of being able to be flexible with time, you know, to be able to go where you need to go when you need to go there or when you want to, or whatever it might be. And I thought, I want to live my life on my terms. I don't want to go back to a nine to five. And uh, I just, I didn't know what step to take. And it was my mom. She saw it. She said, Danielle, you realize that biotech company that has that technology that helped you repair They are distributing it through word of mouth. So you can like be basically almost an affiliate with them. And she said, you can just share your story. You can educate about it. You can do it as you want, when you want. You'll be helping people. And it's passive income. Once you do it, every single time people buy, year after year, month after month, you will get paid. And I was like, mom, that's too good to be true. doing <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> um, and that was my introduction into like the network marketing model, which to me was a sleazy thing. I was like, mom, I think that's like scammy. Like, I don't think that's like, like Ponzi schemey. Like, I don't think that's a thing you're supposed to do. And she's like, Danielle, you just don't get it. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I, I went to an event to like meet the founder of the company and like learn what this like really was all about. I was blown away. I was meeting all these entrepreneurs from all over the world, that they looked at life differently. They were like, I want freedom. I want time flexibility. I want money freedom. You know, I'm going to work when I want, how I want and The work I'm going to do is going to serve the world. And I was like, these are my people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, um, that was interesting, but I had such a fear that the money would stop again. It was, a uh, this deep rooted thing in me. That even when I would catch momentum in my business and start to earn, like I would freak out (laughs) that one day it would end and like, I would be afraid to spend money because I'm like, no, like something could happen tomorrow. Like, you know, so I was like creating this like dam (laughs) and like, just like, think about water. It gets stagnant when it can't flow. Like money's energy, it's supposed to flow. And as it goes, it comes like, you know, and so I had to really do a lot of work, like the energy of money type of work. Uh, because I was just like holding so tightly to it. Um, And I catch myself, you know, even occasionally now, eight years on still, (laughs) you know, questioning, because I I knew where every penny went during my brain injury recovery, you know, because I had to ask for money from my parents if I needed anything extra outside of, you know, food and whatever they were providing for me. And so I, you know, I didn't ask for much because I felt terrible asking. I'm like, they're already giving me so much. Um, it's just a very, there was a lot of lack in and around me.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of things is like, you know, I retired from a social security administration and during my 30 year career, a lot of people would come in disabled and they'd be like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any income. I don't have any savings. You know, I'm not even sure how I'm going to pay my medical bills." And, you know, I'm an independent insurance broker as well as a wealth activator. But one of the things I hear in the insurance world is I can't afford it. Medical bills are out astronomically high. I a lot of people will file bankruptcy because of medical bills. And I'm like, wow. And yeah. if you just had this money management system, you had mentioned your dad had taught you to save, you know, and you would set aside that 20%. So having that nest egg, you know, to, to fall back on. But what... Caught my ears because I work with this with my clients and myself every single day. Having that savings and being afraid to spend it to use it, you know, you build up this emergency savings. You have these investments, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, I'm disabled, I'm retired, or I want to
1: take six months. The emergency, (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, this is the emergency. Like I need to use it, but I can't. I just had a thing where you know, like you know, I was wanted to use one of my investments to make a purchase. And it took me three weeks to withdraw the money. I'm like, this is my money. I can withdraw it. Like, what is up with that? And it's so funny how we, you know, it it doesn't, regardless of where we're at, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We're always concerned, is there going to be enough? And then when you have to ask for that handout, especially you, you've been working so, so since you were able to, and, you know, at a young age, saving and doing all these things. And now you have to ask for a handout. And then there's that feeling of that obligation and, Oh, man, I owe them so much. right? And so there's all of those those feelings that a lot of people don't realize that that money story dictates how we're going to perform in our job. And like when you say "income, you're like, I had no income, but you had something coming in, right? So so many people connect the word "income" with their nine-to-five paycheck. And I laugh at that because it's like, there's so many other ways to get income. And I like how you mentioned the passive income and this, I'm not going to be able to say this word right now, residual. You got it. (laughs) I got it. Um, Income that will last. And I know a lot of networking companies, I was involved with a couple of them, allow you to carry this, you know, after you pass away. And another thing that you had said that I just wanted to touch on is tomorrow's not promised. You know, you have no idea in a split second, I mean, you're driving down the road, you're loving life, everything, you know, is going exactly how you planned because no one grows up and says, I'm going gr- to, when I grow up, I want to be disabled. Yeah, Nobody right. says that, you know, it was one of the things I always said to my clients when they were sitting across from me, you know, the feelings that you feel like, where where's my money coming from? What am I going to do? Am I ever going to get healthy again? You know, the doctors don't know I'm going through all these procedures. But you don't ever say, I want to grow up and be disabled. But our thoughts are so powerful. So when you thought about that, okay, I'm not going to let this disability deter me. I'm not going to, I'm going to fight through it. And then you had this idea for this wonderful job. It's the entrepreneur world where people don't realize, you know, when I talk to self-employed people, well, it's so hard you got to work so hard. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, you know, it's like, is it hard? Like what's, what's your priority? Like, why are you doing, if it's hard, maybe you're not doing the right thing. Right. Maybe this company isn't right for you, but how did you know the networking company um, that you got involved in? Is this where you earned the the 2.2 million in sales? Yeah. Sharing your story, the most powerful tool we have, the transformational story of the journey and how the, you know, the product helped us, but they're really not buying the product they're buying you because you're the face, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So what, when you first got started, can you tell us the feeling around that? And like, here yeah. you are, no income living with your parents <laughs> thinking I need my nine to five. I had to get, go back to that stability, that form right. of income that I could get, right? That, you know,
1: yeah. It was, it was so interesting because my mom, like my mom saw it, you know, she had this vision she's like, Danielle, like come to this conference and I just want you to hear. And so it was interesting because I was sitting in that room and I was in the back of the room because I was still dealing with my noise sensitivity from my injury. Like I still wasn't fully healed, but it was, I was, you know, in process. So I had noise canceling headphones on, you know, I'm like in and out. Cause I was getting overwhelmed, but the entire time that the founder was talking, he spoke for eight hours. He spoke for one hour on each piece of what they called their ethos, which I didn't even know what the word ethos meant when I went there. But he said, you know, could a company have a soul? And I thought, yeah, a company can totally have a soul. And he said, do most companies have a soul? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I think most companies sold their soul for profits. And uh, he said, here at ASEA, we have a soul. And I got chills when he said it. And I was like, what does he mean? You know, and I was literally, I got chills right now. I was on the edge of my chair listening to him because he spent an hour on each piece talking about the aspects of what he considered the soul of the organization to be. And the one that got me was it's a children's book and it's actually like on my bookshelf Um, and the children's book. It's a Leo Tolstoy story and um, just made into a children's book. And it's this little kid who's going around asking all these animals like, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life and when am I supposed to do it and who's the most important one and all this stuff you get to the end of the story and it's basically like, do whatever's best for the person in front of you in every moment. And that's how you live a good life. And I started crying because during my brain injury, like what had come to me so clearly was that in this life, all we have is the present moment. And if you can do well for the people around you, make them happy, bring joy in some way, that's everything. Mm -hmm. And when he said that, I thought, holy cow, here's a man that gets it. Like on a visceral level, I had understood it. And when he said that, and then the other aspects were equally as incredible, like keeping people and purpose above ego and economics, um, like all these things that I could tell weren't just like catchy phrases. Like you could feel from his heart that he was saying it. And then I thought, well, let me check in with all these other people that are here. So I literally tried to talk to everybody in the conference. I'm like, I wanted to know who are these people that are attracted into this and is it real? And I had grown men crying, telling me I've searched my whole life to work with a company that has soul, that means what they say, you know, that's going to be here in the long run, that's doing good work in the world. And then I heard the story that a pharmaceutical company had tried to buy and shelve this technology. And that this gentleman that I heard talk, it was his father that said no to the buyout. And I thought, man, if he had said yes and made millions, they would have been well set. Where would I be and still be at my parents' house? And I thought, you know, I owe it to them for that decision they made for my health. And I thought, well, here I am at a decision point in my life, like a decision that I could make right now could set the stage to impact thousands of people. And I thought, then, yeah, you better make the right choice here. You better open your mouth and you better share because otherwise no one's going to hear about it except the people that were in this room right now. And so I at that point, literally from that event, I moved to Florida. Okay. I was moving there to, to live with the guy that I was dating at the time. I didn't know a soul except for him.
0: <laughs>
1: and here I am like, I'm going to start a network marketing business, which is networking. It's a people business. And I'm like, I've been in bed for over two years. <laughs> My network is non-existent. I look back now and I'm like, I was nuts. You know, but when you have passion and you like know in your soul what you're supposed to do, it's about possibility, not probability. Mm-hmm. The probability of my success was pretty much nothing. And I had loved ones, my sister, my best friends telling me, Danielle, get real. You need to go get a job. Like you were healing. You're not injured anymore. You need to take life seriously again. Go get the nine to five you know, go back to graduate school. And I'm like, no guys, I'm just, I'm not going that direction. I'm going this direction. They thought I was nuts. Like they tried to talk me out of it. Like intervention, try to talk me out of it, you know? So it's very hard, (laughs) Uh, but I just, in my soul, I knew. And the moment I helped someone else and I watched a gentleman that had had two injuries and had also had like a clot and an issue with his brain and all this stuff. Um, I watched him in a three month period, start to be able to talk again, start to be able to work out again. And just have tears of joy that I had brought this to his wife. And I said, this is why I'm doing it, you know? And so that just, ever since that moment, I just, I I blocked out everybody else. And it was just like laser focused on my purpose. And because of that, my voice has reached globally. I mean, like thousands of people and it's, it's unbelievable. And everybody can make that choice. Like, (laughs) that's what I want to tell everyone. Like, I'm not special, you know? And I didn't have all the odds stacked in my favor. Like they were actually stacked against me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I start from ground zero. Every single person that I've worked with, I didn't know back in you know, 2015 when I said yes to doing this. Um, but it's been a, incredible. And to me, you know, the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the first books I read. And it was like, I, I read the beginning of that book and I was like, of course, the rich dad is the one that went to college, right? I was like, so... that's how I had been trained you know and then I turned the page and I was like what so like entrepreneurship is like was just a whole new world for me and I just became hungry and and was just like devouring books and seeking out mentors and like what what else do I not know what else did I not learn in school (laughs) You know, so it's just, it's been an amazing personal growth journey. And um, my relationship with money has come to the forefront several times um, at like every phase of my business, it has come. And now I have to, I see it in other people and now I coach and train a team and I've got to help work that out of them too.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it is, it's all about that choice. Cause whatever you want to go, whatever you want, you're going to go after it. I mean, we, we make it that decision and we can't help, but take the action steps. So asking yourself, do I really want this? And like, is this And you know, you you know, when you're not doing something that isn't aligned with your core values. I've changed my niche three times and finally got out of my own way and stepped into wealth activation. Even though I've been in finances and insurance since 1987, it's like, where have I been? Why was I hiding? Yeah. And, you know, when you fall in love with what you're doing, it's not work. It's so easy. And the joy that you get when you see You know the person's face, and you see that progression, and oh, what an incredible testimony Mm -hmm. to have this this available, right? And and to hear this, and know that it's not a scam, and it's not like somebody else. You know, I've come across a few different products that didn't do exactly what they said, and yeah, you know, and just really believing in that company and knowing that what they're doing is is aligned when you talk about your money story, your relationship. So if money was a person, how would you describe your relationship?
1: (laughs) It's been an on again, off again relationship. (laughs) Lots of fights, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Lots of fights, lots of fights. My like not believing they're always going to be there being the most like fundamental issue in the relationship. (laughs) Uh, but now, you know, it's like, I, I feel that I've broken through so much. Um, for me, it was actually like a self-worth thing that I realized, uh, once I started to earn more and was like the relationship, like, okay, if the money's still coming in, like, great. And now like, hmm, I didn't do anything this week and the money still came like passive income thing is working. Uh, then it became, I realized like, I didn't feel worthy of like a flow of income that was coming. And then it was like, whoa, that's a different level <laughs> of stuff to deal with. So yeah, my relationship, if money were a person, uh, it was, it was complicated, but we're working on it. <laughs>
0: yeah moving towards partnership i like yeah. that yeah and a lot of um a lot of entrepreneurs especially ladies will feel unworthy to receive and as you said earlier money is energy and it's the yeah. reciprocal energy of giving and receiving and so many want to receive but and give but they don't want it to happen at the same time so creating that giving and receiving you know cuz it's always like oh i got to hold on to this Or are we going the other extreme, let it go, let it go. And there's no balance, right? Right. So having that balance and knowing that, wait a minute, if I have this system in place, this is what I can do. And then I could create this ripple effect and touch people globally, you know, and thinking of it. So I love passive income. I love, um, I have uh, the dating, the money dating game on my website, I date money. And you go through I don't know if you're familiar with the dating game from the seventies. I think it ran through like the eighties or so, but it's fun, you know, choosing your, your partner. So there's seven money personalities. So in my years of working with people, I've discovered, we all have some of the personal, all of the personalities in us, a little bit of all of them, but there's, you know, a couple that are dominating. Right. And we always, when we think about dating, when you think about dating money and falling head over heels in love with money, there's always that partner that you want to be with. And when I first um, created the experience, Ian the investor was the most popular bachelor in the money dating game. And it was so much fun to see like, on all the ladies that went through the experience and they're like, I don't know anything about investing. I don't know if this is a good deal. I don't know if I should join this company or if I should do that. What's your um, what, what advice would you give to somebody that is thinking about investing in this networking
1: company? Um, what are some things that they could think about to see if it's I good- would say the energy that you come into something matters. So for example, I, um, uh, went into an investment. I wanted to create like a, a Walmart store, third party, like selling, but I wanted someone else to manage it. Cause I'm like, I'm full-time in what I'm doing. I don't want to spend the time doing this. Um, and I was coming from a space of like this was when I was still worried like well what if my money from my business stops like I need something else coming in and like I was worried and it was from a space of complete lack that I entered into this and I invested a lot a big chunk of money could have bought a, a nice car <laughs> okay into this for them to manage it for me well, it turns out complete scam like these people didn't actually know what they were doing I'm locked in this crazy contract there are lawyers involved now like it is crazy. And I'm, you know, I know everything happens for a reason. And so like, I'm I've stepped out, like emotions aren't attached to all of this. And I'm like, why did this occur? You know? And I went back and went, wow, the root of when I started, my energy was filled with lack and worry. And that's what I put in. That was the seed I planted that investment with. And it's blown up in my face. So I'm like, okay, the the energy with which you start something really matters. And there's magic you know, when you bring a high energy to something, it, the law of vibration kicks in. Like you bring high energy, it's matched with high energy. I always tell people in, you know, the business with my, with me, I always get into their why, like, why are we doing this? It's the first conversation I have with anybody. What is the purpose? Like, what is setting your soul on fire about this? Why are we driving this? Because that's the energy that I want to bring into it. And I always get them to a point where they cry about like the vision of what they can create when the income starts flowing from this, because that's where we're going. And that's what we're bringing toward us. And so I'd say your energy and your, your thoughts, they make a massive difference when you begin something. So just monitor them. And if you're not in the right space, don't press go yet, you know, uh, or figure out what you need to do to work on it, to release, whatever it is, you can be in the right energy space.
0: Yeah. That's great advice. Our thoughts are very powerful and they dictate our results. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really, really know what you're thinking. And exactly. you know, like you said, don't press go unless you're hundred percent and you you're, you know, we all have the answer inside of us. Mm-hmm. So if you um, would like to share your elevator pitch, we would love to hear what is it that you're offering?
1: Yeah, uh, I love that you phrase it that way because I, I used to work with BNI, and Business Networking International, and teach people how to give an elevator pitch. Uh, <laughs> but I absolutely love teaching people how to create a side income, right? To create a plan B before you need the plan B because my life, is a case in point, like I didn't have plan B in place and uh, should have. And so helping people understand, look, I can help you work around what you're currently doing so you can create an income that eventually can replace your full-time income if you want it to. Or if you just wanted to pay your bills, you can always get bills coming in each week. You know, you can get money coming in each week. And uh, that's what I love to teach people how to do. And the only money you make is in direct reflection to lives that you're changing with this technology.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. What's the best way for the audience to get in contact with you?
1: Uh, I'd say social media, Instagram, really easy to message on there. So uh, it's just my name, Danielle Matthews with an underscore on either end. And uh, we can also put my website, you can message me through my website, but Instagram is usually the best.
0: Okay. And we'll have those links in the show notes. So um, if you'd like to connect with Danielle and learn more about what she's doing and her journey and find out about um, her company, please reach out to her. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show. Give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want. Thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire. With a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system, you get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it.